0: start.
1: On Demand.
0: demand. I'm Brett McGarry. He's Greg Mackling. And Greg, before we do anything, before I even say, hey, we got tickets for Music of the Ice with Kurt Browning to give away at some point this morning. Not right now, not right now. Uh, Which reminds (laughs) me, I gotta remember, I I forgot to Figure out a way how we're going to do that today. Oh, um, we'll, we'll, we got a few hours. We'll figure it out. Uh, you were reading something before you were chuckling at your phone, and you said, Winnipeg is a toilet. <laughs>
2: what was that? Well, our response, people are still uh, talking about the San Jose Sharks and their comments about the the hotel and it being cold and dark here, and uh, someone from Dauphin and one of my Twitter feeds, you know, admonishing their... Uh, their time in Winnipeg, they lived here for six years, da-da-da-da-da, all sorts of great things to say about our city, not really. And uh, I just get a chuckle out of it because, you know, it is sort of like your family. You can talk all you want about your brothers and your sisters, but the second from the second someone from outside the circle starts to talk about the flaws.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, we get very defensive about it. And I think we should all be honest that if we all won the lottery, a good portion of us would spend a good portion of every winter somewhere else. 100%. Okay? So even the most loyal, staunchly uh, pro-Winnipeg person on the planet can acknowledge that if they could afford to buy a Bahamian island... (laughs) Or a villa in Puerto Vallarta, as much as you love Winnipeg, you would spend a good chunk of the winter somewhere else.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I think, a a safe bet. I've long wished that I could afford to take some winter golf trips, but... uh I don't. Just can't. Yes, that's right. So <laughs> the instead, the
2: don't allow it, right?
0: So instead, I find myself occasionally at the golf dome, right? the Bubble on Wilkes, just off the Sterling Line Parkway.
2: <laughs> Fake summer, right? Yep, that's yeah. right. So, uh, yes, was I bothered by what the shark said? Uh, to a certain extent, were they truthful? Were they honest? I don't know. Was it scripted? Quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, The point is Deadspin has picked up on this, uh, one of the big online publications. Many of the hockey and sports publications online or otherwise have picked up on this conversation. And the Hockey News, which two years ago predicted the Winnipeg Jets would win the Stanley Cup in 2019. Prediction's looking pretty good right now, by the way. Uh, Ken Campbell came out and said, you know that... Stanley Cup victory parade they're going to have in Winnipeg in 2019. It's going to take place in June, and it's going to be spectacular. So regardless of it all, as I mentioned yesterday, the Jets have had no problem in keeping their own draft choices. Players that came here from Atlanta, almost all of them, with a handful of exceptions, have decided to stay in Winnipeg, have decided to stay here long term. As many people say, once you get there, you'll love it, but there are our shortcomings with every place you're going to visit, every place you're going to live. We have our shortcomings, but like seriously, let's uh, get over this. It's time to move on from it. We know our shortcomings. People poke fun at us. Let's be the best community we can be. There's so many things to celebrate, but all of us like looking at the forecast for the next six or seven days. Uh, tell me you wouldn't accept a free trip to Jamaica right about now.
0: Yeah, wouldn't the sharks say it's cold and dark? It's bang on. You look at the, for example, for today, we do have a special weather statement in effect from Environment Canada referring to significantly changing weather in Manitoba. And there are, uh, there. so it, a weather system brought some heavy snow to central Manitoba last night. And then a second weather uh, system brought in um, mild, unseasonably mild temperatures to southern Manitoba yesterday, but it also brought bands of freezing rain uh, from the Minnedosa and Dauphin regions. And just looking at the the weather radar, it looks like throughout this morning there will be small patches of precipitation sort of scattered across southern Manitoba, and it looks like we might see some here in Winnipeg sometime after, could be around 10 o'clock, maybe not. Again, that that could all very well change. Potentially freezing drizzle, potentially some snow. And then the next few days, very cold. Like tonight, for example, minus 35 wind chill, uh, thanks to a hefty north wind up to 70 kilometers an hour throughout the day. And then highs in the minus 20s for the next, up until Tuesday, where minus 13 is the forecast high. So that's our relief, minus 13.
2: Minus 13 is the hallelujah point. Yeah, after really? minus after windmill minus thirty five. <laughs> See, okay. Let's keep it all in perspective here. Later on this morning, I know that Shadow Davis will have much to say. Uh, Paul Maurice had a great comeback with regard to the situation and the conversation surrounding the San Jose Sharks. Mayor Bowman weighed in on it. Uh, you know what? We've got some amazing things to celebrate in our city. But let's let's you know let's, let's let this one let's let this one go after Tay. Can we do that? Yeah, it works okay. for me. Fair enough.
0: Three more celebrities have been accused of sexual misconduct and Shadow Davis
3: joins us now...
0: With those details.
3: Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. Three new sexual misconduct claims reported yesterday. James Franco, Stan Lee, and Michael Douglas have all been accused. So let's begin with the most top of mind. It's James Franco because of his Golden Globe win for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Comedy Sunday Night. Following the awards late Sunday night, an ex girlfriend of Franco's, actress Violet Paley, tweeted, Cute Time's Up, pinned James Franco. Remember the time you pushed my head down in a car towards your exposed penis and that other time you told my friend to come to your hotel when she was 17 after you'd already been caught doing that to a different 17-year-old? He was caught hitting on a 17-year-old British girl on Instagram four years ago. Paley tweeted more the next day, and Franco was on with Stephen Colbert last night. There were some things on Twitter yeah, I didn't. Uh, I haven't read them. I've heard about them. Um, look, in my life, I pride myself on taking responsibility for things that I've done. I have to do that to maintain my uh, well-being. I do it whenever I know that, that there's something wrong or needs to be changed. I make it a point to do it. The things that I heard that were on Twitter are not accurate, but I completely support people coming out and being able to have a voice because they didn't have a voice for so long so i don't want to shut them down in any way it's it's i think a, a, a good thing and i support okay next up stan lee the daily mail reported yesterday the 95 year old who created spider-man iron man the incredible hulk x-men and many others allegedly harassed and assaulted his in-home nurses to the point the provider concierge nursing home stopped working with him. The Daily Mail, citing a source close to the situation, reported that Lee allegedly walked around naked, was vulgar towards the women, and asked for oral sex in the shower. Lee's attorney told BuzzFeed News in a statement the false and defamatory allegations made by the nurses were part of a scheme to shake his client down for money. He also said we're not aware of anyone filing a civil action or reporting these issues to police, which, for any genuine claim, would be the more appropriate way for it to be handled. Instead, Mr. Lee has received demands to pay money and threats that if he does not do so, the accuser will go to the media. The owner of the nursing company claims she's not made any legal claim or demand for money. Lee is supposed to appear at the Coyotes-Oilers game in Glendale Friday night for the ceremonial puck drop. We'll see if that still happens. And finally, Michael Douglas, who'd been aware for weeks that allegations about him would be coming out at some point, spoke to Deadline yesterday, saying, "...I felt the need to get ahead of this. It pertains to me, but I'm also getting a sense of how it reflects in our culture and what's going on today." Right before the holidays in December, I got a message from my attorney. The Hollywood Reporter wanted to do a story about an employee that worked for me approximately 32 years ago. She claims that, one, I used colorful language in front of her, not at her, but that I used colorful language. Two, she claims in conversations I had in front of her on the phone that I spoke raunchily with friends in private conversations. I did fire her eventually for the work she was doing. Three, she claims I blackballed her from the industry and stopped her from getting another job. And then four, she claims that I masturbated in front of her. My attorney was asked, do I have any comment? I said, yes, I'll talk to the reporter. My head was reeling. I just couldn't put this together. I've had no contact with this woman in 30 plus years. So I told the reporter, listen, as far as using colorful language in front of her, I apologize. None of it was directed at her. She didn't say it was. As far as blackballing her, that's completely untrue. If people from the industry called to ask about her, I would have been honest, but I never blackballed her. Finally, masturbating in front of her. I don't know where to begin. This is a complete lie. Fabrication, no truth to it whatsoever. So there you have it. Three new allegations, three denials. And you have to wonder how much, if any of this stuff, is actually true and how much it's harming anybody who's really been assaulted or blackballed. Some bald faced liars out there might actually be harming an otherwise tremendous movement here, and that would be a horrible shame. Back to Mackling and McGarry. Thank you, Shadow. I don't
2: know whether to start popping and locking or to turn into Tron or what to do with this music behind the glass, <laughs> Jerry always playing the appropriate tune inch as we make our way through the morning till 10 o'clock. I'm Greggie's Brett. And uh, the latest in tech is being unveiled this week at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. The show has served as the proving ground for innovators and in breakthrough technologies for 50 years. Mark Saltzman, you know his name, he's tech, tech expert and host of 680 CGOB's Tech It Out,
0: and he's there. Mark Saltzman, good morning to you.
4: I'd like to see you turn into Tron. That would be, that's a good visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, good, good music intro. Thanks, guys.
2: Thanks, Mark. What is it, 4.36 in the morning it there? Is.
4: Yeah, but I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of interviews uh, to talk about my favorite uh, gadgets and gizmos from the 2018 Consumer Electronics Show. This is the annual event, as you said, like 50 football fields worth of gadgets, it's the 51st annual uh, event where you see the future of technology so everything from uh, robots to self-driving cars and some more practical gadgets that I'll talk about with you today.
2: Well, what are some of those more practical <laughs> gadgets before we start, you know, uh, contemplating the idea of a Pizza Hut rolling up into my driveway and delivering yeah. a, a pizza autonomously?
4: Yeah, that was a neat announcement from Toyota yesterday called ePallet, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, home entertainment, we love our big screen TVs, right? So, uh, I'm standing beside an 85 inch Sony X900F TV, absolutely stunning. Even nose to glass, you don't see any imperfections with this 4K picture. And it supports all these buzzwords we hear about HDR, Dolby Vision. It just basically means TV sets like a movie theater just outstanding quality um lg also unveiled their first 4k projector for canada 150 inch image splashed onto a wall in front of you that's coming at some point this year no word yet on when but um it does support again 4k hdr 4k of course is four times the resolution of hd so incredibly lifelike uh it's like slipping on a pair of prescription glasses for the first time everything gets super clear um (laughs) And uh, Huawei is here. They're now the world's second largest smartphone maker, even though um, many, many folks in the Winnipeg area probably haven't heard of them. They are so big, and uh, they are set to release new devices. There's one I've been playing around with called the Mate 10 Pro, M-A-T-E, and I hope it comes to Canada this year because it's an absolutely stunning uh, Android-powered phone with phenomenal cameras. They partnered with Leica, L-E-I-C-A and uh, with a new chip that has AI or artificial intelligence built in. So it predicts the apps that you're going to use and loads them into memory before you even tap the icon.
0: Now, Mark, uh, you mentioned robots. I'm just looking at my YouTube feed. I subscribe to a lot of tech feeds, and and there's so naturally it's flooded with CES videos right now. And a lot of the videos that I'm seeing are related to robots, including one that will actually fetch you a beer uh, from your fridge. What's the deal with all the robots? Yeah.
4: Yeah, so a big part of CES is is a look forward. Some of these products may not, not ever debut. They just they use the technology or the patents from them, and everything is a lot more you know evolutionary than revolutionary, if you will. And robotics is is a very uh, sexy category, as you can imagine so we 've seen humanoid robots from the likes of Hansen uh, Sophia is her name. she is uh, looks like a person, so uh, like, like a humanoid like a, on two legs and with with authentic looking skin and, and some life in her eyes, if you will but then we 've also seen more dedicated robots that look like robots uh, for security surveillance for large corporations. They just roll up and down the hallways, uh, protecting uh, you know uh, uh, the, the company or from or with cameras going on you know just in case there 's uh, some employees are looking to steal some secrets or what have you, uh, you know, Big Brother. Uh, we've seen the fun, the quirky ones, like you mentioned. We've seen robotic dogs. Uh, Ibo is back. Uh, they, that's a, a Sony uh, robotic dog that debuted 20 years ago. I played around with one yesterday on my... Uh, I posted that on Instagram. So yeah, a lot of some are more practical, some are more fun. I, I kind of like the idea of someone bringing me a beer uh, <laughs> while I'm <laughs> watching watching that new 150 inch image on my wall, or you know. I, it's
2: all making sense now. It's all coming together. Well, uh, you, we like uh, segues in this business, and we like when all things come together. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about the Jetsons and Rosie, and the yeah, whole idea—Rosie the robot—and <laughs> mm. the, robot the idea of having someone to to take care of the home and some of the menial tasks. Of course, we've had uh, Roomba for an awfully long time. Any other automations coming in terms of of the everyday household chores, Mark?
4: Uh, so appliances are getting smarter. Uh, uh, they're, it's, they're, we're seeing fridges that will scan the products that you put in and will automatically tell you the, um, the expire, uh, expiration date. So you're, you get a notification on your smartphone or smartwatch that uh, your milk is about to expire or that you're out of juice or what have you. There are some ovens that let you scan the barcode of frozen foods and it will set the timer on the oven accordingly and the temperature based on what it scans. So that's uh, really, you know, I think that's good practical applications for, for some of these smart uh, appliances that we've been seeing. And then just, just to finish off, um, uh, uh, automation and is the self-driving cars that you started to, to talk about right off the top. That is, the CES show, the running joke here is that CES used to start, a stand for Consumer electronic Show, but it's starting to turn into Car Electronics Show. <laughs> so you mentioned the Toyota e-palette, so that is a vision of the, uh, of the future where a car comes to you uh, uh, with, with food. Like you mentioned, there is a deal between Toyota and Pizza Hut, but there's also a deal with Amazon. Get this, in the near future, you're going to be able to do shopping where the store comes to you. So you open up an app on your phone or, on, or, or you talk to your smartwatch, you say, I want to buy a pair of shoes, a, a, a self-driving autonomous vehicle will come to you and you get to buy, you choose the shoes, try them on, pay, and then it drives off. <laughs> that was also part of that uh, Toyota e technology. Amazing.
2: Mark, uh, uh, fortunately my wife is not up yet and not listening.
4: <laughs> like, That's really? Dangerous. Shoe shopping? We're going to make dangerous. shoe shopping uh, oh easier? <laughs> I hear you. My wife would certainly like that as well.
0: All right. Hey, Mark, I know you got to run. Just quickly tell us, where can we follow you on social media?
4: Sure. So if your listeners are on Twitter, I'm at Mark underscore Saltzman. That's Mark with a C. And, uh, of course, my show Tech It Out on 680 CJOB is on Saturdays at 12, and a repeat performance, if you will, on Sunday mornings at 6 a.m.
2: All right. Thank you, Mark. Always great to uh, get access to you. Enjoy Las Vegas. Rain all around, but it looks like the weather's pretty nice in yeah. Nevada okay. right Thanks now. thank you so much. Hey, great take care. You wow. know, of course, Amazon always comes up. We noticed this morning that uh, Jeff Bezos, who is the uh, – CEO founder of Amazon
0: is uh, now the richest man in the world. How much is he worth, Brett McGarry? As of yesterday, according to the Bloomberg billionaires list, 105.1 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. 105.1 billion dollars. One man is worth that much money.
2: That if that's not if that's not enough to encourage you to go and shop locally, I don't know what will <laughs> encourage you to shop locally. After hearing about all the exciting technology being introduced at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, got us to thinking about what technology we could use in our lives at 648. Greg Mackling, Brett McGarry, Shadow Davis Show. Joining us in studio, Shanelie Vidal, Kelly Moore, Jeff Braun, and as always,
0: the omnipresent behind the glass, Jerry. And we are talking, having coffee talking about what technology we hope to see Invented in our lifetime. So Shanley Vidal, let's start with you. Is there any particular gadget, some sort of techno doodad you'd like to see?
5: It's, it's interesting because thinking about this and, and like then thinking about all the tech that is available, it's like, wow, our lives are pretty easy compared to how they used to be a long time ago. Thanks to all this new kind of technology, I was looking at some of the uh the tech being unveiled at the at the show and they have that universal translator you could talk to anybody in a in a foreign language you just speak into it and it automatically translates just like star trek so I'm having a I'm scratching my head thinking about what what thing I would I would want. Um I would say like something that's going to maybe transport me automatically like a transporter to like to uh England so you know I it will, I can get there super quick but then a I a teleporter? Like a teleporter or transporter but then you know I worry about you know something happening like in the fly and you know <laughs> you know there's there's always that issue so
2: reassembling <laughs> the molecules uh, and yeah.
5: So yeah, right now good. I'm good. Still With
0: planes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Kelly, what about you? I would
2: like them to develop a robot that could get up at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> write sports? Drive to Polo Park. <laughs> read the sports, but I still get paid.
0: <laughs> right on, Kelly. Right Given the hours on. you put in here, though, I've often wondered if you are, in fact, a cyborg of some kind. <laughs> well played.
2: I would, I, you know, I, I, I'd come in at 9 o'clock and then do the rest of the thing, but the robot would do the heavy lifting in the morning. Yeah, I like the way uh, you're thinking. Jerry... You're you're into tech a little bit, right?
6: Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> a little bit. I okay. what I would like I would like to see they they've been promising for years those contact lenses that will uh, will be like a computer screen so you can just turn it on and it'll be like augmented reality but it'll be in a contact lens so you don't even know that you're wearing it but it'll help you out kind of and it, you'll you'll look like like a terminator you know whenever you look at something it'll be able to zoom in on something identify it and it'll be right in your brain and, and be terminate
5: cool. it. Well, you
6: could, I suppose. (laughs) We don't don't need any
7: terminology. How much stuff were you looking at that you don't know what it is? I don't know it's is,
6: just just cool, you know, it tells you how far away it is or or you know, you can look at your something things and do say, that. Well, yeah. "Where where can I buy that?" <laughs> <laughs> well, is it the is Fair it enough. the Hockey Hall of Fame?
2: <laughs> is it the Hockey Hall of Fame that has the commercials right now where where they show the people with the goggles without any in and they call it real real or virtual <laughs> or real reality? I think they call it real reality at the Hockey Hall of Fame nah. and they bang into stuff.
7: You know, are we overthinking this a little bit, Jeff? Probably. I don't know. Uh, Practically, I would like to see just more advancements in laser surgery. Because laser eye surgery—that's pretty amazing. But let's get some, like you know, surgeries that'll help me as I grow older, kind of thing. Laser, you know, like laser lung cancer surgery, that sort of thing. yeah well, lasers—that would be sweet. Lasers will be at the leading edge of that. Yeah, I've
2: I've been waiting for them to come up with that technology that'll record my dreams.
6: <laughs> oh, that <laughs> would be cool, right? You no put- one needs to see your dreams. <laughs> I want to
2: see them. I don't want to share them. I don't want to post them on Facebook or anything like that. But I would like to. I would like to have something that would record my dreams.
0: Oh, and just on a fun, on a side note, I, I woke up today giggling. Has ever happened? Where you wake up, something in your dream, you just wake up and you're chuckling to yourself. That happened today. And in the dream, it happened to anybody who knows, uh, who has heard Tristan Field-Jones fill in for you, co-hosting with me, knows that we have a, a tendency to take shots at each other. And in the dream, Tristan Field-Jones took a shot at me and it woke me up and I started was laughing in bed. That's how I woke up this morning. Oh, can you imagine what he's going to do now Tf-J's that he knows?
5: he's going to love that. You
2: were dreaming about him? You know what? At 6.53, there's zero. Zero chance Tristan Field-Jones is awake right now. Oh, no, so, but we'll, we'll tell him. Oh, of course you
5: will. It sure wasn't a nightmare, Brett? <laughs> no,
0: it was, uh, it
5: was, It It was.
0: was. It, we were at work, so I guess it was maybe a bit of a nightmare. And Tristan made some offhanded comment, and it made me chuckle, and then I woke up.
2: Well, um, we mentioned the, the Pizza Hut delivery vehicle uh, that was kind of making its run around social media yesterday. A lot of people complaining. so what, i got to go out into my driveway to get the pizza? Like, it's not even going to come to my front Shocking. door? Yeah. That's true. Uh, people were upset about <laughs> that and the other thing that people were talking about was the black mirror uh,
6: episode but I
2: think it's season four uh episode
6: three yeah the latest season uh crocodile was the name of the episode and it took place in Finland and they had these these autonomous uh, delivery vehicles for pizza and they were just like these boxes on wheels and they'd just go down the road and people would put their credit card in it and a little thing would open up and their pizza would be there already for them all hot and it looked pretty cool except uh, in in the show it you know ran over some people <laughs>
5: I I, I watched one episode of that show and it had to do with like social media, and getting all the likes. And that's your that's related to your job and what kind of career you have. Right. And it was so disturbing. It was so close to like real life. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore.
0: For context, Black Mirror is a show on Netflix. It started as a show in England, and it's about kind of the, the dangers and uh, of technology, right? It takes sort of a dark look at the, at the where technology could go bad.
6: It's like a Twilight Zone kind of version of, uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and, he, and each episode is standalone as well, so you could go on Netflix and watch that episode right now and not have to... Get caught up in the rest of the
7: series. Just uh, back to the Pizza Hut thing, Brett and I were actually talking last earlier this week or last week. Well, we screwed up on the couch potatoes. We forgot a movie that was opening, blah, 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 blah. And I, I mentioned, <laughs> I was like, because you have to go to all these different websites to see if the movie's playing at this theater or that theater. And it's click, 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 and it's on and on and on. I said, remember when you used to just open the newspaper to one page and you get the whole week's worth every showing of every movie at every theater in the city? At one glance, it was so much simpler. Now yeah.
2: you're starting to
7: sound yeah. like me. There we go. Oh my <laughs> god, that's what we need laser surgery for—the decalification of Jeff Kerner. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: did also forget to crack open the newspaper that morning, as well. Uh, it's, it's leading up to it, yeah. Where they still tons do
2: of that, eh? Once a week, just so you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, yeah, I like to check to make sure to get the listings and and uh, see what the effort, reviews are?
2: In our effort to make things easier, have we made them more complicated at the very same time? 100%. In, you know, in,
0: in certain situations? 100%, yeah. As uh, Jeff pointed out, the I think the, the access, the instant access to information that we have... I think can kind of overload you because I know, I don't know about any of you, but I tend to over-research things. Like, for example, if I want to make a purchase that's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks, I will research it to the point where I'm completely debilitated and cannot (laughs) make (laughs) up my mind because I have access to too much information. Information.
2: (laughs) So then when I
0: make the choice, it gets to the point where, okay, I'll buy this, but then I'm filled with doubt. Because of all the other reviews that I've read, Susie about in
2: Kalamazoo says, "Don't do it. Yeah. It's a
0: terrible purchase." Right? And
2: yeah, that's a, right. Susie might be right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's
7: not one thing on the planet that doesn't have a negative review somewhere on the internet. That will pop up as soon as you well, take it Well, except
0: for the couch potatoes. Oh, yeah. And yeah.
7: Paddington 2, apparently. That's right. <laughs> two. That's
0: right. Paddington 2 opens on uh, Friday. So, Did uh, you check the paper on that? Uh, <laughs> that much I know it is coming for sure. Uh, so thank you very much. So let us know what your uh, suggestions are. What kind of technology would you like to see? Text us at 204 780 6868. Very quickly, I'll just let this is what I would like to see. I would like to see a real life lightsaber. Here's a headline, and then I'll let Greg elaborate. Mark Wahlberg got a bonus for all the money in the world reshoots. Michelle Williams did not.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's not taking long for Hollywood and females in Hollywood to call it out. All the money in the world has been in the headlines for a variety of reasons. In particular, uh, the reshoots uh, involving uh, Christopher Plummer in place of Kevin Spacey. Jessica Chastain is calling out the producers of Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World over the alleged pay disparity between the film's two top stars, Michelle Williams and Mark While the actors reportedly signed on to film reshoots for the movie for free, Chastain and others are questioning the pay scale. The news has surfaced just days after Hollywood's A-list united in a display of solidarity and empowerment at the Golden Globes in support of the Time's Up movement. Writer Melissa Silverstein tweeted the alleged pay disparity on Monday. On the day after this display of female power at the Golden Globes, I learned that there was an egregious pay gap between Michelle Williams and Mark Wahlberg for all the Money of the World reshoot. Didn't they think or did they think this wouldn't come out? And as Jeff said in in the news, it was reported that Michelle Williams made about 80 bucks a day Earned up to about a
0: thousand dollars, and how much did Mark Wahlberg get? One point five million dollars. So, how, how do we explain this? Well, here now, looking at a report from the Washington Post, apparently Mark Wahlberg was able to negotiate a pretty big fee because the producers said that that everyone agreed to come back and do the reshoots for free. And so that's a, that's an out and out lie because Wahlberg was able to negotiate a pretty big fee, landing this $1.5 million bonus for about 10 extra days shooting. So, and then apparently he has, uh, Wahlberg and his manager have, this is according to the Washington Post, they have a reputation for driving a tough bargain with director JC Chandor supposedly dropping out of Deepwater Horizon. You remember that movie, Deepwater Horizon? That's the one where the- uh,
2: Oil drilling platform?
0: Yeah, I think it was the BP platform that uh, that blew up essentially. Uh, so the uh, I guess the d- director dropped out because Wahlberg's huge pay requirement ate up too much of the budget. Oh wow! So he has a reputation. He was Forbes he named him the highest paid actor of the year in August, uh, despite the fact that he's had some stinkers.
2: So is this a matter of Mark Wahlberg just has a better agent? than Michelle Williams? Or, like, how do we approach this? Uh, Does there need to be more
0: openness? Uh, What's the answer here? I'm not entirely sure what to think of this. I mean, clearly his negotiating team is better, but the fact that they they would say that everyone came back to do it for free or that they wouldn't think to tell Michelle Williams, I mean, I understand the... On one hand, why they wouldn't tell anybody else? <laughs> well. Because if if Michelle Mark Wahlberg's getting one point five million, then you got to pay Michelle Williams. That turns into three, right? And who else gets paid that much money? So shrewd uh, business uh, doings on Wahlberg and his agents' planning, I suppose. But um, Mark Wahlberg, I like Mark Wahlberg, but. He is not the draw of this film. Christopher Plummer now is the draw of this film. And I think Michelle Williams too, she everything she does is great. I She's more of a draw to me in terms of the MW's initials in this film. <laughs> Nicely done. I'd rather see Michelle Williams than Mark Wahlberg. As Lee Vidal, when we were talking about this in the newsroom, pointed out, she didn't even know he was in it. I, too, didn't realize he was in it until I really sat down and watched a full trailer.
2: And I think that when we talk about this Time's Up movement, isn't the biggest thing that's haunting and haunted Hollywood is the secrecy? of all the things that go on in private, in secret, the backroom deals, uh, salacious and otherwise, the stories that have come out, uh, disgusting and otherwise, the facts that are coming out about Hollywood, how Hollywood does business. Is it time for Hollywood to do what the National Hockey League and the NFL does and to post somewhere on a website to share the salaries of all the
0: people within the industry might it have to come to that? It's not a bad idea, and the fact the fact that they, I think, what really bothers me. I mean, they're is the in most, a
2: union too, right?
0: They are, yeah. The the Screen Actors <laughs> Guild. And what really bothers me is just the outright stupidity. Because this is a movie that was everybody involved was praised for the way that they right. got rid of Spacey and brought Christopher Plummer in, and this was meant to be like this beacon. This is the we're we're taking on. We're this is the new guard. We're we're lighting the way, lighting the path to. Doing the, the right thing, and then they go and they're this kind of backhanded stuff. So that's frustrating. And it kind of ties into something here uh, that's happening in Ontario, where a pub has jumped into the gender wage gap debate. It's offering a special discount to women, but it's also served up a whole lot of controversy. Global News reporter Mike Droley explains
8: Downtown London, Ontario isn't where you'd expect to find the beating heart of the gender wage gap debate. But here we are at the Morrissey House, where management was trying to find a suitable replacement for their Monday quiz night. They settled on ladies' night and decided to charge women 13% less than men, which is equal to the actual wage gap between the sexes in Canada. But within three hours of promoting the idea online, a patron complained, or rather threatened to go to the Human Rights Commission and argue it was discriminatory, to the owner's surprise.
3: We knew there was going to be backlash because there's backlash against everything. Um, you know, people kind of tend to look for mistakes rather than opportunities, and uh, especially online.
8: Undaunted, they went ahead with the promotion anyway.
3: I thought we were okay, I thought we were right, and I, I, I couldn't see how somebody would think that that was discrimination.
8: Now bars have long offered that women get in free promotion while men pay cover. In 2012, the Barking Frong did it, but one of their male patrons complained to the Human Rights Tribunal that it created a society where men were less worthy than women. Well, he lost the argument and the case was dismissed. Social media hashtags have given rise to movements. Black Lives Matter, Time's Up and the Me Too campaign to name a few. What it's done is embolden people to speak out as they never have before. Last year, a U.S. website called Girl Talk HQ took over a Toronto coffee shop to highlight how women pay more for certain services. So they jacked up the price of coffee for women and recorded the outrage. Dude,
4: that's
0: stupid. Oh, we were past that.
8: What it created was discussion on a national level, similar to what's happening now in Toronto, Los Angeles, and at London, Ontario's Morrissey House, where they can't keep up with the attention on social media. So they've already won, regardless that the complaint is ultimately filed. Mike Trillet, Global News, Toronto.
0: One of my uh, knee-jerk reactions to the report that we just heard is that Goof who went to the human rights tribunal because men have to pay cover charges at bars where women don't. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy business decision even for an 18 year old to understand why guys have to pay cover and women don't. They want to entice women to come to the bar, and then the, so then guys will come because they want to chase the girls. And when guys, young guys especially, want to chase the girls, they drink lots, and then the bar makes money. It's oh.
2: I'm just so mad. The Human Rights Tribunal? Really? Give me a break. Give
0: me an absolute
2: break. What's your feedback on this? And it, get good on this pub for, you know, for for uh, jumping into this conversation, into this discussion in a very unique fashion, much the way the Firehouse Pub and Brandon, we talked and spoke about that last week and the idea that they were charging $15 for Bud Light in an effort to highlight the attractiveness in a different fashion of local breweries and locally made beer. This is another unique way to start a conversation and to attract attention, not only to the business, but also issues at hand. Were you in Winnipeg before going home to San Jose? That's the question. That video by the San Jose Sharks continues to get attention around the National Hockey League, around social media, and yesterday,
0: head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Paul Maurice, weighed in on it. Shadow Davis is here now with more.
3: Good morning. Another day, another bash at Winnipeg. And I don't know about you, but I've just about had enough. I'm up to here with this crapola. By now, you know a couple of Sharks players took digs at Winnipeg when asked by their local NBC affiliate, what's the worst city in the NHL? Justin Broad, who grew up in <clears throat> White Bear Lake, Minnesota, where the forecast is almost identical to Winnipeg's for the next few days, by the way, said, well, the hotel we stay in there is questionable. That would be the Fairmont, by the way, four out of five stars on TripAdvisor. Internet doesn't work there, he said. I don't even know if they have Wi-Fi there yet. Fairmont hotels should be beside themselves at that remark. And Tomas Hertel, who grew up in Prague in the Czech Republic, said, It's so cold and dark there. I don't like it there. Sunrise today in Prague is 7.58 a.m. Sunset is 4.17 p.m. It'll be rainy in Prague today with a high of 6. So I suppose it never rains or ever gets dark in San Jose and the Internet there is so amazing There are never any service drops anywhere, ever, in beautiful San Jose. This video, which has since been taken down by NBC California, has been the subject of scorn not just from us Winnipeggers, but from Sharks management also. According to hockey news writer Ken Campbell, the Sharks are an organization that prides itself on public image and weren't too pleased. GM Doug Wilson, who went to high school and played minor hockey in Winnipeg, apologized to Mark Chipman and Kevin Sheveldayoff, and he told the San Jose Mercury News yesterday, it's disappointing that our broadcast partner would put our players in that position, first of all by even asking that question, then putting it on our broadcast. To me, it was an inappropriate question that should not have been asked, whether it was an attempted at humor, it was not appropriate. Campbell from the Hockey News, he goes on, for the record, the Sharks were in Winnipeg Sunday finishing a four-game road trip through Canada and in two days in Winnipeg, the high topped out at zero. In Ottawa, where they played the day before, the high was minus 19. In the two days previous to that, the high in Toronto was minus 7 and the best they got was minus 14 for their two days in Montreal. And we're not even talking about Brent Burns plus minus. hey So, Winnipeg gets the short stick yet again. But here's Paul Maurice. And by the way, Paul, if you ever want to run for mayor, just let me know and I'll put together a campaign team for you.
7: I heard it's cold and dark. Well, that happens in Canada pretty regularly every winter. It's dark at night. Yeah, that happens pretty much around the world. I don't think any coach, any player, trainer, referee should ever complain about a day in the National Hockey League. You know, we got a sold out building. Pretty sure that all goes into hockey related revenues and everybody cashes their check. The thread count at your hotel isn't right or your Frappuccino isn't froth, right? I don't even know what a Frappuccino is. But my point being, (laughs) we got nothing to complain about. Pretty good life every day. Every city is pretty
3: darn good. Paul Maurice rocks! Thing about Winnipeg is, according to an old manager of mine, it's kind of like a fungus. The more time you give it, the more it grows on you. And I can go with that, I suppose. You know what we need? We need a theme song, like Cleveland Rocks from Drew Carey, but better. Anybody want to work on that? Tell a friend. Back to Mackling and McGarry. Cleveland Rocks! Cleveland Rocks! Cleveland Rocks! Cleveland Rocks! Let's get on
2: that. Let's get the band together.
6: One, two, three.
0: That music means... It's time for Three Things with Shanalee Vidal. Today, it's three tech items being showcased at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Good morning, Shanalee.
5: Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Greg. And I have to first start off with say thank you to one of our listeners. Uh, I don't know her name, but she's a co-worker of of, uh, April, who I know from Roller Derby. And she said, oh, do you know Chanelie who's on CJOB? Oh, she said she's a homebody, but she sounds like a lot of fun. So thank you for saying I'm fun.
2: Wow. Wow. You're really selling it on the air, Shanalee. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you got for us?
5: So first one, and this one's pretty neat, Buddy the Robot. So um, something that's going to be useful around the house, and it's going to keep you company.
3: Buddy is a hands-free helper, always there when you need him. He can suggest recipes while you're cooking,
5: the Nutella pancakes,
3: honey. Read your, your messages.
5: Tonight. Don't worry, I'll come early to take care of everything.
3: Play your favorite playlist when you I ask him.
5: Play my favorite playlist. So I'm, I'm actually kind of torn whether or not his voice is cute or creepy. I'm, I'm it's kind of between.
2: I think it's on the creepy it, side. It's, <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> so it is. It's a voice controlled robotic robotic companion. As you heard there, it can do a lot of things like tell you the weather, play music, monitor your home, so many other things. Sounds like
2: Alexa. Sounds like this Google it, Very Exactly. Thing. Exactly. What's very very simple. What's the difference? Simil-
5: What's the difference? Is I guess um I believe this is open source, so it's it's just gonna keep expanding. Like it, okay, it, there's like his face is kind of like a a little monitor and so you can have a, you can say, oh, phone so-and-so, or I'd like to have a video chat with so-and-so. It can tell you a joke. It can keep people company. Um, it can't cook your food. It can't change your kitty litter box, unfortunately, but you never know <laughs> next year. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's kind of cute. That,
2: maybe that's what they need is an automated kitty litter changing box. Maybe we should work on that.
5: I I will get straight to work on that. Get on that <laughs> Anyways, one. Anyways, for more info for one buddy, just go to bluefrogrobotics.com.
2: All right. What else have you got?
5: Next one is you're going to be planning a world trip in the next little while. This is definitely a must-have. It's called Travis the Translator, and this one is not a robot. So, despite having a name. Okay. <laughs> it's a small device. Uh, it's very small. Just fits in your hand. Uses artificial intelligence to translate speech to translate speech to speech in 80 languages and it does so in less than 2 seconds.
3: Qual foi o seu último sonho?
5: What was your last dream? I dreamed that I was camping on a mountain.
1: Eu sonhei que eu estava uma
5: that's amazing. These people don't speak the same language, but they're there are able to have a conversation sure. because of that device. Outside
2: of ordering a beer and and <laughs> asking how much the bill is, I'm out of luck in Spanish, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it can go beyond that.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, for more for, uh, right now, you can support the company's uh, Indiegogo campaign. You can get one... Uh, uh, one is shipped out, I guess, next month. They're mm. going to cost you around $250 Canadian. Not bad. Now, now, earlier in the campaign, they partnered with Open Learning Exchange to help refugees starting new lives and learning new languages in foreign places by giving out some some free devices. It's something that's I, that I never thought of, but that's actually very handy to help people maybe not feel so much as outsiders and, and help them connect with the community a lot more.
2: Now, is there one language you're hoping it might... Uh eventually be able to uh, illuminate
5: Well, obviously, for you. Korean. Korean? You, you're surprised. I, I am. I love Korea. Like, I love Korea. Uh, I want to go to South Korea. Okay. Super bad. All right. Um, I love watching my, my Korean dramas. I tried learning Korean on my own. It's a little bit difficult. I think it is easier than learning uh, Japanese or Chinese, though, but... Uh, Interesting. I, I, I want to start with with Korean, anyways. But okay. uh, but also, aside from that, mm-hmm. uh, the other language I hope to see next year. I know it's not included this year, but uh, I would love to see cat on there. Cat.
2: Yes, that would be very helpful. Because you
5: know, then my because
2: they only want more than three things. Food to get out of the house and to enjoy <laughs> the... I don't know
5: that they could be having... They could have, like, really profound thoughts.
2: Okay. If you insist, if, if you um, insist, Shaneli. Of course,
5: then again, my cat would never shut up. <laughs> What's the
2: last one you've okay, got for us the here? The last
5: one, this one kind of blows my mind. Uh, this one blows my mind a little bit. It's called Link Square. It's made mm-hmm. by a company called Stratio. It's a handheld stick that collects... Spectral data. Hmm. The company's Kickstarter page says much like human fingertips, spectral fingertips are unique and can be used for object identification or analysis. And it basically shines a bright light on objects and collects data to on how they respond to different wavelengths. I know that's a little sciencey. I and haven't figured out what this thing right does now, yet. But basically, what you can do with this thing, it's like like a marker, and you can use it to tell you information uh, information, including like whether meat has gone bad, whether or not prescription pills like are what they oh. say they are, whether if alcohol is fake. So, so you can use it to tell you so much. Holy
1: you can create girl. apps to distinguish between medications, validate the authenticity of gemstones, and much more. LinkSquare can be deployed in a wide range of fields, such as research, pharmacy, education, food, and environmental studies.
5: Pretty amazing, huh? And okay. like you like said, gemstones, right? Because sometimes it could be really hard to tell a fake diamond from a real one. Yeah,
2: well, maybe you don't want certain people to have uh, that technology, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> sounds like <laughs> a- that might not be the best thing. Can I throw a fourth thing? Okay. Something called Furbo. It's a it's a little it's a little device. It looks sort of like a coffee pot. You put it on a low table, it's got a camera in it. And it interacts with your pet, and you can actually give your pet a treat remotely with I heard this of thing. This. It's yes. really cool, and uh, it will monitor your dog's activity or your cat's activity throughout the day. It's got a microphone and a speaker, so you can actually talk to your furry friend in the middle of the day. And like I said, if uh, you want to, you can actually uh, it'll actually throw a treat. It'll it'll dispense a treat into the air, so your dog or your cat, if they're smart enough, will uh, catch the treat.
5: Well, my cat is smart enough, and I think actually my friend, a friend of mine, has that to look after yeah, her dog. Is, yeah, this is
0: an actual thing. You yeah. can buy it now. I know a few people with that. She just goes
5: that. on her phone, looks at the video, and and clicks on all these buttons. Mm-hmm.
0: Right on. If your neat. cat is smart enough, are you implying cats are dumb? Yeah, Greg. I... I I, I don't know what you're talking about. Eva Vidal brings us Three Things... Every day on the Shadow Davis Show, right after the 8 o'clock news on 680 CJOB.
2: Now, yesterday when we had our post-show meeting, we were anticipating some worse weather earlier this morning. We thought maybe we might get some cancellations of school and whatnot. Uh, We've seen the weather bomb, the snow bomb that they had, the nor'easter in the United States, snow in Florida, southern United States. And on Monday, they had freezing rain and otherwise in Kentucky. Mm. And, uh, well... The principal of Cadell Union Point Academy in Florence, Kentucky, had a unique way of announcing to his students that, um, well, here, why don't we just let it, we'll we'll let the audio speak for itself.
0: Okay.
1: Good morning, Union Point Academy parents and students. This is your principal, Mr. Cadell. This early morning, I got something on my heart I got to share with you. (sighs) There's a message (coughs) If you look inside your phone You don't have to be afraid Of what it says I see streets and roads Have shut the city down So I'm reaching out to you and I gotta say the school is cancelled for today Go back to bed and go out and play Testing and homework not a trace Parents don't punch me in the face Play some Xbox and just smile Drink hot chocolate for a while so there
4: you
0: fake go. Me really soon. What
1: is Used this? This is, this is the announcement that
0: you don't have to come to school today. And th- what song is this? Then a hero <coughs> comes along? Mariah Carey. Who yes. took my hot tea? This is a principal <laughs>
2: <laughs> Okay. from Union Point Academy uh, uh, at uh, Florence, Kentucky on Monday telling his kids that they don't
0: have to come to school today. Okay. That's very nice. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, uh I, took, I, was, I was struggling to f- remember. What is this song? I know this song. I recognize this melody. I almost had to Shazam it. Uh, up next, do you have gl- Shazam on your phone? Yeah, oh. I use the Shazams.
2: Yeah, I've, I've never tried it. I've never even seen it used. Really? Yeah, you'll have to teach me how to use that. Yeah,
0: there's later. another. There's another good one called Soundhound.
2: Okay. Hey, have we given away? Have we given away? Give it away! Give it away now! Did we get a winner for Jerry's those just tickets? Scrambling He's scrambling, for his scrambling headphones. Around, Where are my headphones? He took them off because he couldn't handle listening to Chad Cadell, the, the principal singing any longer.
6: <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you stopped it. Oh, wait a minute. No, you let it go all the way through. Okay, Thank of you. Of course. <laughs> Public service. I had to. It's the law. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do have a winner. Okay.
0: Kyla Ray won.
6: Oh, our first caller. Kyla Ray?
0: Yes. I wonder if Kyla Ray is related to Kylo Ren. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kyla Ray yes. knew the answer to the question was, well, the question was, what is Kurt Browning, which music is he famous for using? And the answer is what? Uh, is it singing in the rain or dancing in the rain? I don't even singing know. Singing in the rain. There we go. That They're is correct. Both. They're doing
2: and, both, right? <laughs>
0: He has been described as the Gene Kelly of the Ice, and he is the host of Music of the Ice with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra happening next weekend at the Centennial Concert Hall. So congratulations, Kyla Ray! We have a couple more pairs of tickets to give away this week, and then one lucky winner will get a VIP meet and greet with Kurt. That's
3: pretty cool.
7: Wild one. Wild one.
9: Wild one. one. You might even call me the naughty ranger. I I may or may not have talked to an owl in my time. (laughs) We are built a little bit differently than a goose. I'm not sure they were using woodchucks over there. You wake up for a little bit, you maybe hit up the washroom, have a snack, go back to sleep. There are confused angry muskrat teens sometimes. We can use our big human brains to realize that they're just sort of angry at the world and thinking about their family right now. I smell burning nuts.
2: that smell it's uh barrett miller wildlife expert from fort wide alive and uh barrett nice to see you happy new year happy new year to you guys you were saying a little slick out there right yeah it's a
9: little slick uh yeah um we don't have claws and fur on our feet so if you're walking out there folks slow down watch it Slow yeah. down driving, too. And especially if you
2: don't have uh, uh, winter or snow tires yeah. on your vehicle. Uh, Brett and I know a thing or two about naps. Naps have become a new part of our almost daily routine. Sometimes we, we, we seek them out. Sometimes they just kind of, we have no option, right? We're done because of our schedule changing. The other day, I was on my way somewhere with the boys. And I had to pull over because uh, I needed just to close my eyes for a few minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It had been a very, very long day. And I was done. And I didn't want to take any chances. Pulled over. The boys said, yeah, you slept for about five, six minutes. I call that a super nap. Some well, animals in, well, in, that would be, uh, in, in nature uh, capable of the same thing, maybe just in a different fashion. Well, that
9: would be almost more like a power nap, and that uh, that's more like, uh, actually, sort of that would get back to our carnivore, omnivore roots. A lot of the carnivores, the canine family, so in Manitoba, that would be the friendly neighborhood dog, the wolf, the coyote, and the fox. They'll take little naps like that, digest a little bit, get ready to hunt that next meal, because yes. they're not quite sure when that's going to be. You sleep for eight hours, you could miss out on eight hours of food. Oh, really? Yeah. When we talk super napping at Fort White, we're usually talking about something that naps not just those little five-minute cat or dog naps, something that's going to sleep away the next, well, probably four or five days looking at the forecast here.
2: Okay. Yeah. So how does that manifest itself in terms of activity in in the wildlife kingdom? Squirrels,
9: raccoons, skunks. Technically, it's called torpor. They'll slow their bodies down. They'll shut down for the worst parts of winter. They'll sort of find a place to curl up, maybe a built-in nest, maybe a hollow tree. They feel the cold coming, and they just go deep asleep for quite some time. It gets nice. What made me think about this was this last weekend. Step outside Friday as things were ramping up, and my neighborhood was alive with squirrels. Yesterday, Fort White, you couldn't turn around without seeing a red squirrel, a gray squirrel, Smelt skunk in the forest for the first time in weeks. These animals, their winter strategy is to basically sleep away the cold days where we wouldn't want to be up and play and party and eat when it's nice and sunny and warm. And I mean, I was off air, I was sort of saying like, hey, if it was minus 30 and you knew that your food literally grew on trees or you had a stash of food buried right outside your door, you don't need a paycheck, you don't need to go grocery shopping, you know, I imagine that squirrel dreams are just as
0: good as Netflix. <laughs> they curl up and the What do the sleep. squirrels eat in the winter? If you say that, you know, you're talking about stuff that grows on trees. What are they eating? Um, well, right now, squirrels will be eating most of what
9: they've stashed. Okay. Um... They stash more food than they need because they're going to forget about some of it. They're yeah, not they, going to get to some of it. Yeah. not it
2: like 10, to, like 10 to 1 in terms of what it's, they stash versus what they remember? You know, I knew the exact stat. Uh, there's a squirrel researcher
9: here in Winnipeg who could give me the exact stat. I don't remember. All I, know, good yeah, all I know is I think it might be like up to, I've heard like two thirds. And again, I don't know the exact stats, but they
2: are probably the
9: best acorn distribution system in the world.
5: Right. <laughs>
2: So much like we were flocking to the forks and other outdoor locations to, oh, yeah. for activity and, and maybe some different food and different uh, way of life while it was really mm-hmm. nice for the last three or four days, uh, there were some animals doing exactly the same.
9: Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, this winter has been good for them because they've got the rest in that they need, but they also get to uh, get out and stretch out and uh, feed and that kind of thing.
0: So when the weather is doing what it it has done, where it was cold, cold, Mm -hmm. cold, and then rather mild, and now it's going to be cold again for a few days, Mm -hmm. what kind of havoc does that wreak on these animals?
9: For a super napper, it's a good thing for a true hibernator. Now, a lot of people think hibernation, like a squirrel would hibernate, it sleeps for a long time. Not true. Hibernation is one big, long sleep, fall through spring. Bats up in the interlake, really good example of that. Bats come from all over Central North America, go down into the cracks and caves in the limestone in Manitoba's Inner Lake, where it's always fairly, fairly nice and warm, cool in the winter. Fridge temperatures. Nice warm day, sun gets in there, the fridge ramps up to room temperature, the bat figures, oh, it's springtime, I'm going to come out of hibernation. Their bodies come back online. You know when you shut your phone down, turn your phone back on, you see the battery power drop pretty substantially because it takes a lot to shut it down and bring it back on? Bat's body is the same way. It can only turn on and turn off so many times before the battery isn't charged. And if it runs out of battery power, it's not coming back online in the springtime, and that's an X bat. So for a true hibernator, the up and down, up and down, bouncy winters, not a good thing. Did you
2: call it an X bat? I did, yeah. This is an X
0: parrot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: As in former bat? As in yeah. it
9: is now... Dead. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, It's
9: a lump of protein in the shape of a bat that's not going to be in the shape of a bat for very long. All right, well, that's a
2: very polite way of, of putting that. How about these images and stories out of Florida in the oh, last yeah. few weeks with the lizards falling out of the trees and the iguanas freezing, and even uh, some of these watering holes where alligators are known to live, freezing completely over. Yeah, that's... um.
9: Uh, You know, I happened to be down in Florida last January and really got to see a little, obviously no frost or snow then. Um, Some of those animals are going to not survive. A lot of them will though. Florida is sort of, especially Northern Florida is kind of interesting because they do get that kind of weather. Alligators are the only crocodilian, the only crocodile relative that can actually get cold and come back online. Really? Um, Manatees. Actually, I was blown away by this. They're one of those animals that's in danger because of climate change. And um, I always thought it was ship propellers and stuff, and it turns out they're actually pretty good at dodging those. Okay. And what it is is more storms coming through. Florida, the water temperature isn't stable the way that it used to be, and manatees need it warm. I figured, you know, climate change, everything's getting warmer. Well, it turns out that parts of Florida are getting cooler more often. Interesting. And some of the manatees were having trouble staying warm enough last winter even. So... I saw Um, some of
2: the 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 drone shots or mm, similar, right, of the manatees all gathered together in a cove, and it's like, wow, they normally don't do that. Uh, They actually they would. Do they they normally do that? They
9: actually go to Warm Springs. Okay. Um, But the fact that they need to find you know the outflow from a power plant or something, they can't make it to their normal little uh, cove off the ocean. It's sort of like any any warm port in a storm. And uh, I do believe that a lot of those iguanas and stuff will come back online as soon as it's warm. Um,
2: how long How long can they be in the kind of suspended animation like that? You know,
9: it, I don't know, but uh, generally with wildlife, with people, they um, if something gets cold, the rule is you never say that something is cold and dead until it's been warmed and dead because cold does some pretty fantastic, crazy things to everybody. Um, hypothermia, not good, don't. Don't deliberately do this. Don't get super cold. But um, we survive for longer because everything slows down. It takes longer for anything good or bad to happen in a body. And something that's cold-blooded, that's sort of their whole shtick. Lizards, iguanas, snakes, they're kind of good at cooling down and coming back, cooling down
0: and coming back. Well, look at Han Solo. He survived yeah. frozen in carbonite. And carbonite. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's my second Star Wars reference today. The third, third, pardon me. Wow, I have a problem. Um, just uh, very quickly, Barrett, Within like 30 seconds, yeah. uh, new species of sparrow discovered? Uh, no, we uh, just, folks, if you see an a bird or an animal
9: and it looks like a faded sepia tone version of other members of its species, you know, those se-pia-tone. old photos, brown, you know, usually have beards on them. Yeah. It's a leukistic member of its species. There's a sparrow flying. Oh, what? Leukistic. I learned
2: more in nine minutes with you. It's not,
9: not quite albino, but not normally colored. There's a little tan colored sparrow flying around Brandon these days. And it does. It looks like an old timey photo of a sparrow that's been on a shelf in the sun too long. Oh, neat. It's a beautiful bird, but it looks like the color has just been faded right, right out. So if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, but is colored like a duck, Picture from the 1890s, it's just a leukistic duck.
0: Baron Miller, wildlife expert from Fort White Alive. What's the website?
9: www.fortwhite.org. And Thank that's why on the
2: white. The Winnipeg renovation show it's taking place this weekend uh, the RBC convention Center that that is indeed if uh, January 12th is this Friday it is okay good you know with all the holidays and everything it was tough to know what day of the week it was and then of course you, you knew the date generally speaking but what day of the week now it's kind of flipped around the other way right where it's you, you You might know what day of the week it is, but the date isn't necessarily (laughs) important. There's no Christmas. There's no New Year's Eve. There's no New Year's Day to keep track of. Joining us is Jen Tate. She is show manager of the Winnipeg Renovation Show. And uh, Jen, one of my favorite guys on the planet. Before we go on, good morning. Thanks for taking time with us today.
10: Good morning. Thank you for
8: having me. Well,
2: I just wanted to mention that uh, one of my favorite guys in the world, we've had him on this program before. Brian Baumler will be in town to uh, spread his wim- wisdom, his charm, and his knowledge.
10: He will be. Yeah, He's actually flying straight from the Bahamas, so he isn't afraid of a little cold weather. So we're, we're definitely excited to have him. He's going to be uh, presenting on the stage on Friday at 1.30 and uh, Saturday at 6 p.m. So he's here twice.
2: Okay, so that's why we don't get to visit with him Friday morning, he's going to be on his way from somewhere very warm. Uh, Obviously, you know, we know that uh, the cost of real estate is going up every year right across Canada, we're in a almost a, a 10 year to 15 year cycle, depending on where you live on that. And renovations has uh, never been uh, hotter, I would suspect, in terms of maintaining the value of your home and increasing the value of uh, the asset that we spend our most money on.
10: Absolutely. And then this show really is all about getting helpful tips. And we've actually grown the show this year, so attendees can expect to see over 200 home improvement companies all under one roof for the three days only. Um, and we've actually increased our features this year as well. So we have some features that are really great to help people who aren't really sure when to splurge and when to really pinch the pennies. Um, so we have this feature called Double Take, and it's designed by Dollhouse Design, and it's going to help you discover how to recreate high-end looks without breaking the bank.
1: Mm. So
10: it's all about you know saving your pennies but making your house and your home look really great.
2: Now, some of the trends uh, that are popular right now. uh, We just put in a white kitchen in our house two years ago. Uh, We're realizing now that a lot of people are going to very unique colors for kitchen cabinets. uh, Barn doors, uh, reclaimed barn wood have been hot for a long time. What are some of the trends that you're noticing in your capacity as show manager, Jen?
10: You know what? You're absolutely right. Um, Even on the show floor, we have a lot of kitchen and bath companies, and I'm noticing a lot of different colors of cabinets. Um, You know, even just your island being a different color than your, you know, the top cabinets. I think it looks really great. Um, I think the white kitchen is still on trend as well. I have a white kitchen and I love it. Um, But, you know, here, this is the place to come, and you get to even meet with um, renovators because we have Ask Renovator uh, back at the show again. Great feature to come, get some tips. Bring your demo plans, any kind of ideas you have. They'll give you ideas, even at the design studio on colors and what you can do in your kitchen or anywhere
0: else in your home. Well, Greg mentioned uh, Reclaim Barnwood. I'm looking at your website, and this is uh, taking something old and making it new again in a different way. Tell us about the Great Crate Challenge.
10: Absolutely. So this is an awesome feature. We've actually reached out to five of Winnipeg's most stylish bloggers. We've given them two plain wooden crates and products that are provided by rust So they have taken these plain crates and they're creating them into anything, really. So a piece of storage could be shelving to stash books. I believe a blogger made it into a little dog bed, which is really cool. So we have all of these on display and people get to actually go on these bloggers' Instagrams. And uh, they're able to win these crates at the show, so definitely come down to check them out, and you could be taking one home with you.
2: So, when does the show get officially underway? And uh, admission, all that sort of stuff. Give us uh, the the dirty details, if you will, Jen.
10: So the show opens on the 12th, and actually you can buy your tickets online, and you can save $3, courtesy of All Canadian Renovations, at winnipegrenovationshow.com, and it runs all the way to uh, Sunday uh, at 6 p.m., so you have three days.
0: I have a question here. Greg... Mackling and I are a contrast in many ways in the sense that he is an expert on many things and I am an expert on almost no things. And one of the things I am not an expert on is renovation. So let's say, for example, maybe uh, you've got a new homeowner who needs to do some repairs to the home, maybe doesn't have a lot of money to hire out, wants to come to the Winnipeg Renovation Show and learn some stuff. Is there stuff there for somebody who is just trying to figure it out for the first time?
10: Absolutely. Even some of our stage presentations um, are, you know, great to catch just because they're based on, you know, renovation tips and whatnot. So even just catching a, a stage presentation is a great way to learn a little bit about renovating. Um, and even just talking to our exhibitors, uh, they'll, you know, they're so friendly here and they want to give you the, the advice that you need to get your renovation starting. And like I said, Ask a Renovator is the perfect feature to come just to get your feet wet and to kind of figure out where to start in your renovation process.
2: Yeah, I've learned over the years, uh, Jen, of doing multiple renovations that y- you have to learn when to lose early and when to pick up the <laughs> phone and realize that there are some things that are well-suited to an expert versus you banging your head against the wall and going, boy, oh boy, how does this thing even work? Because there are yeah. so many innovations, and and uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the places uh, that I buy uh, supplies from have outstanding customer service. Uh, they have websites to show you how to put together things. So, But there's no shame in in asking for an expert's help.
10: Absolutely not. And we have our full exhibitor list on our website. So if you even want to take a look to see who's at the show, you can check out beforehand and even just kind of map out your way. Um, our floor plan's up there so you can even see where all of our exhibitors are in the show and kind of plan your day beforehand.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. And with the advent of uh, uh, phones with cameras and, and that sort of thing and iPads, you can take a picture of your problem. You can actually show people. You don't have to describe to the guy in the aisle at the home improvement store, this is what I'm dealing with. You can actually show them. Oh, one more thing we want to give a shout out to is for Habitat for Humanity and uh, Design Interiors uh, by Kristen are uh, auctioning off a, a really cool uh, playhouse in support of Habitat for Humanity.
10: Yes, it's amazing. They actually brought it in yesterday, and I'm just in shock. It's the most incredible playhouse. It actually looks like a tiny home. It's that nice. So I highly, highly uh, recommend checking out this feature. You can buy a raffle ticket for the chance to win and take home this playhouse, and all the proceeds will be benefiting Habitat for Humanity uh, Manitoba. So very cool feature. And like I said, this playhouse, it looks like a tiny home. It's incredible.
0: Jen Tate is the show manager for the Winnipeg Renovation Show. And for those who want to go online and find it, the website is winnipegrenovationshow.com. This is happening this weekend, January 12th to the 14th at the RBC Convention Center. And once again, Brian Baumler, HGTV host, will be on stage Friday, January 12th, and Saturday, January 13th, talking about taking the frustration out of your renovation. Ms. Tate, thank you so much for joining us this morning on 680 CJOB.
10: Thank you so much for having me. We just
0: for the hammer I'm Brett Gary, He's Greg Mackling. Thanks to Shanley Vidal and Behind the Glass Jerry. And thank you for listening to The Shadow Davis Show on 680 CJOB. The Start On Demand is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and
3: anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.